Matt. Hey, Bird. This is Kaiju Transmissions. Did you know that? I did. Happy Halloween. Yeah, if everything <laughs> goes to plan, which they rarely do, uh, this would be broadcast on Halloween. So, uh, no promises that you're hearing this on Halloween, but that, that's what we're striving for. Um, and we, uh, we thought we would just do this as a little bonus for, uh, for people because we've talked about it a few times. Um, and, uh, you know, what we, oh, you know what we, we said we were going to start doing and we didn't do it. Probably, uh, uh talk about our Twitter page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Facebook>. Yeah. <laughs> We uh, are on Facebook. Look for us at uh, Kaiju Transmissions uh, on Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. We are also on Tumblr, which we don't use that often other than just letting people know when a new episode is out and where they can hear it. But every now and then we'll put something on there. Uh, well, what else are we on? Are we on anything uh, else? We're, we're technically on Instagram, but and you just look up Kaiju Transmissions, but like, we don't post there. Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah, dude. We have an Instagram account. I don't even know if I knew that. Yeah. Have we yeah. ever posted anything? Uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> I can't remember. We just need, like, a media guy. Yeah. Is there, like, a listener that wants to just well, take over our in- Twitter and Instagram? <laughs> and not get paid for it? <laughs> yeah so follow us uh twitter I, i'd say twitter and facebook are the things we use the most and by far facebook of of the bunch yeah um uh, and you can email us at kaiju transmissions at gmail.com uh we would love to hear from you and as always don't be afraid to rate us on itunes um because i hear that <laughs> does things for us i don't know what it does I never look at iTunes reviews for podcasts that I listen to. I guess it's like Yelp, it's like one of those things I don't use. You know, it's it's, it's like uh, going to the Indeed or like Glassdoor and looking at the place you're supposed to be working, and <laughs> and like you read stuff and you're like, yeah, you can tell everybody who posts something there is either one a fake happy employee that was told to do it, or two <laughs> a really pissed off employee that probably got fired for the wrong reason. So, eh, you know. I well, I, I'm told, uh, uh, Matt, that it helps podcasts like us. It the, does. We, we, always, we always like reviews. Reviews are good. Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, it's spooktacular October, Matt. Is that something you, like, just came up with? Because it's, it's uh, not good. Oh. What do you mean? <laughs> spooktacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, my son is gonna go as a ghost, probably. Like, are you? So, so people don't realize this. This is early October right now. We're recording something for the end of the month. And uh, are you are you the type of person that makes Halloween plans way in advance? Because like I have to, because we have a kid. Yeah, and we have family I, that, that, wants that might to go change for ghosts. me like next year. But as of right now, like Halloween is my favorite time of year. I just like the atmosphere. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. No, um, no. Wait. You uh-huh. just said you just said it's gonna change for you next year without explaining it that means like it sounds like you got somebody pregnant <laughs> well no i will have i'll have a, a child living with me next year 
Okay, I'm I'm just I'm trying to help you out, man, because it sounded different than I knew you meant it. Yeah, and, you know. But uh, uh, <laughs> but as of right now, all I really do on on Halloween in October is watch horror movies. If I had my own place and wasn't well, I have my own place, but I'm in an apartment. If I had my own house and wasn't lazy, I'd probably decorate. But mm, yeah. I never got into the costuming aspect. Even as a kid, it's like, hey, what do you want to be for Halloween? It's like, I don't know, just throw. I'll do something. You know, once <laughs> I, I, I re- like, once I reached like ten, the actual dressing up wasn't so exciting to me. It was more like the candy and watching movies. But candy, I want the candy. My son will go trick or treating, and uh, he's gonna have a blast. And I'm, I'm assuming the grandparents will be coming along. Like my mom went with us last year, and it was a lot of fun. So are my you gonna are you gonna just throw a, a sheet over them with two holes in the eyes? Or no, dude. My my wife uh, took like a some sort of fabric and she kind of sewed together this this um ghost costume it's got a, a cut out for the head like so he'll, it'll go over him but then the, the ghost face she sewed on like eyes and like a creepy smile like on the body of the fabric so like it's actually like on his chest basically oh. see i just would have cut two holes in the sh- in a sheet and been like here <laughs> well my wife has some artistic ability like uh, she did our original banner on um, the Facebook page before Chris did one for us, and then uh, she's artsy and has paints can paint crap and basically all stuff that I can't do. So yeah, yeah, I can't do any of that. Yeah. Now, Matt, uh, as people know, this is a podcast dedicated to giant monsters and Japanese fantasy. Now, we're are we breaking the rules by doing this? Because technically, it's not a Japanese source. Yeah, but it did become Japanese, so I don't. Uh, and, and I think we're. In, I think we're yeah, okay. And it's it's debatable that it's it's more it's it's very popular uh, movie adaptation is kind of like a cult classic. Like it has like an it's it's like iconic in the people that are familiar with it. So I I think we're okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So for people who don't know what we're talking about, um. We mentioned this last October when we did an episode all about Matango, which I think between the two of us is probably one of our favorite movies to come out of, you know, the old Toho run. Um, And uh, it was based on a short story by an author named William Hope Hodgson, um, who uh, I guess people who are, 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 you know, the literary horror nerds would know that name. And he was actually a big influence on H.P. Lovecraft. Um, in in Matango and in the sh- in the the short story it's based on, you can maybe see where Lovecraft would have gotten uh, some some pointers on atmosphere and and stuff like that. But uh, based on the short story of Voice in the Night, and uh, we discussed that short story. We kind of ran through the uh, synopsis of it on the Matango episode. So go back and listen to that if you want to learn more about about it but um what Dude, we are I'm, hold on hold on what, did you realize did you realize this guy was a bodybuilder he wasn't just a guy who wrote stories he was like a bodybuilder apparently what that, that's what i mean i'm just i'm just telling you that's what the wikipedia page says aren't, aren't these guys supposed to be like nerds <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know it just yeah uh, that's that's bizarre to me anyway go ahead continue uh, <laughs> with whatever you were saying um uh okay well apparently he the author is jacked also but uh um we we discussed the short story and the toho adaptation matango on that episode from last year so go go bit into the archives and listen to that um but we did mention on there that matango is actually the second 
adaptation of this short story, A Voice in the Night. It was adapted uh, for a TV episode of an anthology show called Suspicion, which um, was kind of a Twilight Zone-esque, Alfred Hitchcock Presents type show where each episode was a different horror or suspense uh, story. Um, and, you know, if you if you look up the series, I mean, the they've had uh, all kinds of... Um, famous actors on there uh boris karloff agnes moorhead a lot of a lot of people that were big at the time on episodes of the show um and it was actually uh executive produced by alfred hitchcock uh and it, it was running at the same time as um uh, alfred hitchcock presents it looks like uh it was made by the same company or his company yeah, uh, shane yeah. lee productions um and I had mentioned that this adaptation existed on that episode, and I said on there, you know, I've been looking, I've been looking for it for years. I've never come across it. Um, it's very uh, um, obscure. And then one of our listeners actually pointed us and said, "Hey, someone just uploaded this to YouTube and sent us the link and pointed us in the right, right direction." Uh, so shout out to uh, listener Paul Fox for pointing for for bringing that to our attention. Um, because uh, I'm not sure how often I would check the internet to see when, where you know, where they <laughs> pop up. You know, it's just like, you know, sometimes stuff just pops up and you don't know where or how. Um, you know, there's been some old Toho movies that have just popped up that, you know, I've wanted to see for a long time um, in the right areas of the internet. But, um, but no, that was really cool. Um and uh, when he'd emailed us, he said Alfred Hitchcock was attached, so I'm surprised it was never made available. And I'd never, I, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan, and I'd never even heard of this series. Um, maybe because it ha- hasn't been available, hasn't been rerun on TV a lot. So I, I immediately thought, like, okay, Hitchcock made an old movie called Suspicion. Maybe he got the wires crossed somewhere, but no, uh, he indeed was an executive producer on this. And uh, in fact, A Voice in the Night was uh, published in a Hitchcock anthology book that predates this show called uh, Stories I Wasn't Able to Put on TV or something. So um, so Hitchcock uh, seemed to be a fan of this story, and, um, and we get this TV episode. Uh, and um, uh, it's directed by Arthur Hiller, uh, which was surprising to me because... He uh, is more famous for, uh, he's probably most famous in the mainstream for, um, he directed uh, a couple of the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder comedies. Um, (laughs) This is like the farthest thing from that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, uh, I I mean, these were on Comedy Central all the time when I was young, but Matt, I don't know if you've seen Silver Streak or See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Um, Yeah, he directed those. and um, apparently he was nominated for an Oscar for uh, the movie Love Story as Best Director. So uh, he's, he, uh, he, he went places after this. Um, but this adaptation, it stars uh, some people that were pretty big at the time. Like I said, uh, they had A-list actors in this series. And again, um, like, uh, like Paul, our listener, said, it's weird that it hasn't really been released formally anywhere i think there's like a uk set of like the best of the series but it's it's not everything it's Um, got like 15 of the 40 shows 
Yeah, see, that's, uh, that's, but, but that's, not but not this one. Yeah, see, that's crap. Um, but the the cast is um, uh, some people that if you're a film fan of stuff from like the 40s and 50s, you know, um, it's got uh, Patrick McKin- McKinney, uh, James Coburn, who is probably the most famous person in this. Um, Barbara Rush, who was in like uh, it came from outer space and stuff like that. And uh, James Donald, who uh, him and James Coburn was, were in the great escape in the sixties together after this. So, um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, this is more or less a, um, it's almost an exact adaptation of the short story. Whereas Matango took a lot of liberties to include new themes and kind of beef it up a little bit. Um, but uh yeah I mean the 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 story is is really simple. Basically there's a a schooner and it's approached by a, a small boat and the passenger they just hear his voice and um uh he calls to them and he asks that uh if if they if he if the 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 people on the schooner can give him food uh for he and him and his wife who are are stranded somewhere and um and are starving. And he tells the people on the Schooner the story of uh, their predicament. And that's when um, he talks about how him and his fiance uh, were on a, um, you know, their own uh, sailboat, which um, got wrecked in a storm. And then a lot like the movie Matango, uh, they, they discover an abandoned ship covered in fungus um and they're like well that's weird and you know they're they find canned food and you know for a while they're just like scraping the fungus off of stuff and <laughs> and uh eventually the the they end up um going into a basement where it's everywhere it's just it's just super gross and eventually they're like okay we can't do this and then they uh they go to an island which um they i think Matt, they 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 read about it in the ship right or they know yeah, about but- it before they go there yeah, and then they like there's only a a small tiny amount of what they think is sand, but they go out of their way to say like it's not sand, it's just somewhere where the fungus doesn't grow. Yeah. Which, what would that be? What, like, I don't what? know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they get to this island and then <laughs> um it turns out the husband he has it growing on him and he's like I promised I wouldn't let you die here, so you just you just go. Leave me here cuz this is like incurable. I can't get carbolic acid does nothing. Leave me here. You go live. And then um, eventually they notice um, someone passing by and they light a he, he tries to light a fire so they can come pick up the wife. And she's like, no, 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 don't do it. And uh, it turns out she has it growing on her as well. Um, and then the people on the schooner give them their food and then they sail off into the fog um and that's pretty much exactly like the short story the only difference is in the short story they're on a ship um well i they're on um there there's they get abandoned after the the storm wreck where where in the in the episode they they it's just their private boat that they go on but um uh, but yeah, no, that's that's the story, and uh, that's pretty much the short story and this episode. Um, and the story is available online, as is the episode, and um, 
Yeah, uh, the unfortunate thing is that the 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 print that's online is, geez, it's got to be old, and it's probably been handed down from like several VHS tapes or something. Because whenever there's a nighttime scene, you're pretty much looking at a black screen. Um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. To, there, there's some cool shots of like the set that comes into you can actually see them, and it's not pitch black, and and it, the set had to look awesome. Like yeah, oh, I know. Time. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh my god, I would kill to see like a clear print of this because the the art direction is is awesome, but like it's Yeah, it's all, really good. Yeah. Um luckily, uh, a lot of the nighttime stuff is the wraparound story with um with with the the boat and a lot of that has voiceover over it and um and uh the husband character kind of narrates through a lot of the the flashback segment in the middle, so so it's not too bad. Um, it, it's it it's not too different from like a radio play or something almost, just yeah, because of the yeah. narration. So if if you are if you do look it up and you're like, oh, I I don't know if I can watch it, give it like maybe give it like ten minutes or so, um, because that really makes it made it a lot easier to watch. I don't know if I would have known what was happening without. <laughs> um, you know, it being so dialogue heavy. Um, I felt like the middle, it, the middle and towards the end, it looks fairly clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I really also would have killed to see the last shot where, like, they oh. actually show them and you can't see anything. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, like, well, that's another thing where, like, you're you're kind of aided by the dialogue because the they say like, it, 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 like the one guy's like, well, what was that? And he's like, it looked like a a. a he looked like a sponge like a gray yeah <laughs> black gray sponge. sponge and like i don't know that kind of lets your imagination do some work but yeah man someone like fix this yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so now that we have our gripes about the transfer out of the way and our, our synopsis i mean like i said this isn't going to be a long thing this is just something that we talked about uh on our previous matango episode and we discovered that it was out there and um you know so this is just kind of a mini episode and kind of like a a tiny like mini sequel to our matango episode um but i've been going on a lot uh so matt um i we both just watched this probably within the last between the two of us probably the last couple weeks um but uh yeah i mean what what did you i mean i I think this is just a good story, whether it's uh, the Japanese movie or the short story or what. Um, but um, what did you think of, of this, uh, especially since Matango is your only experience with, I guess, the story? Yeah, it was it was a cool story. Um, there's something really creepy about the way the story kind of always plays out. And there's something rather horrifying about the fact that, like, this stuff is taking everything over and eventually starts taking over people. Like there's just a genuine creepiness there. So I thought it was overall very well done. It, and I probably would have enjoyed it more uh, if it wasn't pitch black in some spots. <laughs> uh, it also, like I learned some things too, like apparently it influenced uh, a Naruto Shippuden episode, which is an anime series that I watched um, episode 229 eat, eat or die mushrooms in hell. Uh, where basically upon eating mushrooms sprout from the eater's skin and then influence their actions. So like, there's some cool ties to some other stuff. So did you say you'd seen that? Did, have you seen that episode? So I've never watched that episode because it's what they call a filler episode. It's not part of the original manga series. Okay. So I, I always skip that crap. But I'm like going through some of the cliff notes, and apparently, like it, bear, like the the original story of 
like kind of the Matengo base in this story um, influenced that particular episode for the anime, which I mean, hey, if they're eating mushrooms and then like the fungus is growing on them, that sounds like the exact same thing. Um, apparently, Doug Wheeler also adapted the concept uh, for Swamp Thing. He actually named the main villain Matango. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I, I, yeah, I knew that. I, I don't recall them. I mean, I, I've really only read like the Alan Moore Swamp Thing runs. Um, so I'm not like too familiar with Swamp Things. <laughs> Gallery of villains, <laughs> no, I mean I, I've but... never been a huge comic guy, but I yeah. thought it was interesting. He no, literally yeah, yeah. used the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a cool story. I would recommend you check it out. It's about 50 minutes long. Um, yeah, I mean yeah, I, I and, definitely enjoyed yeah, it. It's yeah, I, I would definitely recommend watching it. Uh, I mean, hell, just it's it's short. Stop the podcast right now. Go watch it and come back because <laughs> yeah, it's short. Um, it's not too hard to find anymore, thankfully. Uh, it sucks that the transfer isn't that good, but um, but no, yeah. I mean, uh, as someone that that likes the short story, um, the short story is actually on the Matango DVD. Also, is like a a text feature you can scroll through. Um, the short story is on there. But um, as someone that likes the story, this it, it's it was cool to see like a more, I guess, uh, faithful adaptation of the story. Um, and uh, for me, um, uh, I, I kind of want to make a big point out of what we kind of talked about with the sets and the art direction. And it, it's very unfortunate that um, the only print that's available right now is, is this mud, muddied up one because uh, um, it's really like, like seems to make the most out of black and white photography and shadows and and things like that um i i'm a big fan of like the old black and white horror movies from like the 30s and 40s like the universal stuff and uh movies like cat people and um this heard movie, cat people's awesome i've never seen that yeah uh really any of uh there's a set of movies by a producer named val luton um there's nine movies check all those out um if you like stuff like this um, cause I'm a big fan of those and yeah, the art direction is, is very similar. Um, and yeah, the atmosphere is just super, it's very thick. Um, even in the scenes where you can't see much, like I said, it's dialogue heavy. So it still has that, like the same as like the Japanese movie. It's that musty, like it's just an atmosphere that you can feel that uh, no matter what version of the story you're experiencing, you can feel this like gross like moldy like environment um uh but uh yeah i I mean uh it's 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 definitely i mean if especially for how short this episode is um it's definitely something i would recommend people go and and watch um and uh the matango is it's not so much that Matango is unfaithful to the story. Almost everything in this story is in Matango, um, except for that wraparound. But there's, but Matango really beefs up the story. Uh, like the Matango, uh, of course, being a Japanese movie from that time period, adds the the radioactive element and the, you know, the mushroom cloud imagery and. Um, you know the drug allegory because in this they it just kind of grows on you uh same in is in the story where in matango it's it's something you eat and you get addicted to um 
And with Matango, I liked that. I mean, I, I like this version too, where it's like a husband and wife. Um, but in Matango, by having a group of people, you know, you have all those dynamics that come with a lot of survival stories. Like you have Kumi Mizuno, who's like the the character everyone is like trying to have sex with and and the sexual tension brings in like kenji sahara is basically threatens to like rape them yeah that was Um, that that was super dark i was not (laughs) ready for that scene um whereas this it's it's two people that are in love and they do the things they do out of love and it's it's they're different but um matango i think made a lot of moves that were right to turn this into a feature uh, like a full-length movie um but but no i i liked it um even though i i couldn't see a lot of it (laughs) (laughs) uh i totally agree with everything you said especially comparing this story to matango um but Tango is awesome. I I feel like going and watching that again, honestly. <laughs> well, this is a good time of year to watch. Well, this yeah, and Matango. Um, good October viewing. Um, but yeah, they uh, the whole. The, I mean, this story is so cool that it's really unfortunate that um, we didn't get the Steven Soderbergh. Reading. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Like, I still can't believe that that uh, that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've we've brought it up on two shows now, but uh, yeah. it's just it's frustrating because uh, there's so much you could do with this concept, and yep. you know, I mean, you could go so many ways with it. Like, I like the more subtle approach of this version, um, but you know, I mean. You could go full on like David Cronenberg body horror with it and just get like, I mean, there's so many different things you could do that could be cool. And it's, I don't know. I, I wish that the things weren't so stupid. Pretty much. <laughs> People suck. <laughs> um, so uh, what, what do you want to rate this? We're going to rate this, right? It still counts. Yeah. As- <laughs> um, if I could see, honestly, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the performances were strong. Uh, as someone that does watch a lot, a lot of old movies, it's cool to see these younger actors in here. Um, I enjoyed learning uh, about the Hitchcock connection, which is it's. I don't know why they haven't made this whole series available. I might even I love anthology shows. Like I just got the Tales from the Crypt full series box so i might actually track down more episodes of this uh now um yeah they're widely available on youtube at this point yeah i might track down some more because i i really had a good time with this and i love those minimalist horror movies and um if i could see it my writing might be higher but i honestly i'm i'm tempted to say a four Uh, if i could see it and really appreciate the uh, art direction and the set design more, I could see it bumping up to a five, but I really liked it, and I really like this story, and the more I learn about this story, the more potential I see in how you could make a bunch of movies based on it, and they could all be different, and they could all be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go with a three, mainly because I've seen Matango, and I think it handles the material and gives it a little bit more weight, and this is a very, as you mentioned, very minimalist, very simplistic kind of treatment of it. 
The other thing is it was really hard to see. So I'm going to go with a three. If I could see everything, it could bump it to maybe like a four and a half yeah. because I'm convinced that the set design had to be awesome. And well, bonkers. well, yeah, because, well, here's, here's what I was thinking. If, if, if it looks awesome in that like blurry VHS haze over it, <laughs> like if, if you could watch that as like, like a pristine, like Blu-ray quality, it probably has. It has to look amazing, right? Yep, I, w- I would think to. so. <laughs> I would definitely think so. Plus, we don't get to see like the last, uh, like what what the, they actually look like as they're going away from the island. That just kind of makes me like I, I'm like I, I need to see that shot. Yeah, but, and you know. and even like because the way I imagine it in my head, you probably just get like a glimpse of it. But even like something like that, just a little visual that I can like it's there, but I just can't see it in this lousy print um and yeah it's it's just weird that uh something like this fell into obscurity so badly um i don't know if because of how old it is maybe some of the elements don't exist but i have to imagine there's a better version of this somewhere yeah it, it was an nb it was a show for nbc so maybe in their vault somewhere but uh no it was cool and if if they ever release this series on Blu-ray or whatever, I would probably get it because uh, I love shows like this, and um, it was really cool to see something that I mostly know from one of my favorite um, Toho movies, kind of a different spin on it that's more faithful to its source material, and I don't know, being able to track this down and and take a look at it was, it was a cool experience, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, so happy Halloween. Um, and, uh, if you've been keeping up with us, thank you, because I know we've been putting out a lot of content this month, uh, because we'd always had planned to do the, it's the same thing I do on my other show, If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It, just as a horror guy, and someone who likes to podcast a lot, I, I like to do a variety of horror-themed podcasts for October, and so we had all that planned out, but then we keep getting these interviews with authors and actors, and they keep just falling in our lap, and October's just been really crammed, um, and uh, so yeah, this 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 year was just a little additional bonus mini-episode um, to help you to with your commute to work or whatever you're doing on Halloween, so um, thank you for sticking it out with us, um, yeah. Matt, you got you got any any last words? Uh, watch it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. my last word. Yeah. Um. All right. Happy Halloween. <laughs>